and welcome to the Braindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. In this episode, we consider the nature of the passing of time, the evolution of the English language, and whether clock videos deserve a thumbs up or a big ol' thumbs down. First, I'll give solutions to the puzzles from last week. We'll listen to the lateral thinking puzzle being solved, then I'll share three new puzzles for you to solve. So to start with, I'll give the answers to previous week's puzzles. Solution one. <laughs> a light or eight in the basement. In this puzzle, there were eight light bulbs in the basement and eight switches upstairs, one for each light bulb. You could see the lights coming on and off from the switches, but couldn't tell which bulb was being turned on. The goal was to figure out which switch went to which bulb. You were allowed three total trips up or down the stairs, starting from the switches. So down to the basement, back up to the switches, then back down to the basement again. Also, your hands were bandaged and you weren't able to feel the heat of the light bulbs like you were in the solution to a similar puzzle last week. How do you do it? So the goal with each trip up or down the stairs is to split each group into two halves. So first you split the eight bulbs into two groups of four, then into four groups of two, and finally into eight individual light bulbs. So you have eight switches. Let's label them A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Now turn on A, B, C, D, leave E, F, G, H off. Go downstairs, make note of which four are on and which are off. Now unscrew two of the bulbs that are on and two of the bulbs that are off. Go back up the stairs, turn all of them off again, and test each switch individually. Remember that you can see light from up here, so you'll find that two of the first half turn on and two of them don't. Similarly, two of the last half turn on, two of them don't. We'll say for ease, A and B turn on, C and D don't, E and F turn on, G and H don't. Now you've got them split into four groups of two each. So in each group, turn one on and one off. So A, C, E, and G on, B, D, F, and H off. Go back downstairs. A and B were still screwed in. A will be on, B will be off. Screw back in C and D. C will be on, D will be off. Then do the same thing with the last half. E will be on, F will be off. Screw in G and H. G will be on, H will be off. Hopefully you followed that. What I like about it is that you can use this trick with more light bulbs. How many light bulbs you can do is related to how many trips up and down the stairs you make. The formula is two to the nth power, where n is the number of times up or down the stairs. So we went up or down three times in this puzzle, which meant we could sort two to the third power, or eight bulbs. If we went down, up, down, and up again, we could have done 16 bulbs. Down and up once more, 64 bulbs. Although at some point you have a lot bigger problems than finding which switch goes to what bulb. Makes you wonder why you bought this house anyway. Solution two. Building your vocabulary. In this puzzle, you are supposed to start with a one letter word. That's A, I, and O. And add one new letter at a time, being sure that each time you add a letter, a new word is formed. So if I started with I, I could add a T and make it. I could then add an L and make lit. 
I could add an N to make lint, an F to make flint, an S to make flints, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we might be stuck there. I did say you could get to a nine-letter word, though. Here's one possible solution. Start with I, then add N to make, well, N. Add an S, you get sin. Add a G to get sing. A T to get sting. An R to get string. An A to get staring. A T to get starting. And then an L to get startling. And that's it. Nine letters. Had another good one sent in by Jordan. Starts the same way with I, N, sin, sing. Uh, then you add an E to make singe. An R to make singer. An S to make singers. A T to make stingers. And an R to make stringers. They also sent in another possibility, streamers, that uh, would include the word tam. T-A-M, which is a bit more of an obscure word, but uh, still valid, I think. Solution three. The lateral thinking puzzle. A woman is driving alone to the store to do some shopping. When she arrives, however, she intentionally passes the store and circles the block before turning into the parking lot. She is not prevented from entering the lot the first time, is not listening to anything she wants to finish, nor does she see something or someone at the store she is trying to avoid. So why does she do this? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so was there was the reason that she didn't stop external of her car? Partially yes. Partially no. So was it something also internal of her car but yes there's something definitely separate from her car and then something not really separate was something wrong with her car yes was she what had her battery died (laughs) no (laughs) okay well i mean it didn't die but you know how like you you drive you need to drive for at least 10 minutes if your car battery has died (laughs) once you jump it (laughs) good idea but no no okay uh well now i have no your answers don't make sense to me at all (laughs) (laughs) it's the only context i could make sense of them in um something was wrong with her car yes yes you said that but just nothing that physically prevented her from going the first time uh was there something wrong with her brakes no well, I mean, if she couldn't stop, sure. you might. Well, yeah, but that's. You might go around the block so you could slow down a little bit. <laughs> wow, that's a. Just... Probably just should not drive. <laughs> uh, something. Something's wrong with her car. Okay, was something dangerously wrong with her car? Uh, I mean, it's not. No, it's okay. not. I mean, there's a little bit of danger to it, but. Was it something? Was there something wrong with it that you could see? Yes. Is it related to the windows? No. Is it related to the windshield? No. Is it related to the front of the car? No. The back of the car? Yes. Her trunk? No. Back doors? No. Back tires? No. <laughs> <laughs> back bumper? 
No. Okay, well, maybe I'll just leave it for a second. Sure. Something was wrong with the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Was something dragging behind the car? No. Did it smoke? No. Did she circle the block because of what was wrong with the car? In part. In part. So there's another reason why she circled the block? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a combination of two things, but yeah. Was it something at home? No. Okay. <laughs> Was it something at the store? No. Was it another car? Yes. There's another car around her car. No. Is there one car, like, in front of her, beside her, behind her? Behind her is the relevant. One. There's a car behind her. There's also something wrong with the back of her car. Yes. And did another car hit the back of her car? No. Something wrong with the back of her car. Oh, she does. Oh, her signal. Is her signal out? Yes. And so she can't signal that she's going in. Right. So. But there's something even maybe more relevant about the car that's behind her as to why she would. It's a police car. Yes. That was good. So the answer is she had a broken turn signal, and as she approached the store, noticed a police officer driving directly behind her. So she passed the store and turned the opposite direction to circle around and make another pass at it. This one had some good guesses with alternate solutions that I think are worth mentioning. David suggested comparing prices. In particular, I thought about the idea that she uh, could have been about to turn into a gas station, but decided to check one on the next street to compare prices, then went back to the original. Uh, Aaron suggested that she was about to pick up some cargo, but had a lot of stuff in her trunk, so she made hard turns around the block to shove all the junk to one side. It's a clever idea. So this particular puzzle I chose uh, mainly because my wife had already heard a lot of my other puzzles, so I was kind of limited in choices for my own puzzles. It's also an example, though, of how you can take a situation you experience and turn it into a lateral thinking puzzle. Because if you replace a woman with Brian Hobbs, host of the Braindrop podcast, then that will reveal the source of this puzzle. I have since gotten the turn signal fixed, and then it broke again, and then I fixed it again uh, just a couple days ago. I don't know what's going on. It's a real-life puzzle. But if any of you have any experiences of your own that uh, would work well for a lateral thinking puzzle, would love to hear them. You can send them to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. Would love to share them on the podcast. You can also get in touch with me on Facebook, Braindrop Puzzles. Time for some new puzzles. Puzzle one. Yay! <laughs> when is the right time? I've always loved the sound of a good clock. My grandparents used to uh, have an old grandfather clock in their living room, and they lived out in the country, and it was quiet. And sometimes I would go spend the night there, and I would uh, sleep in the living room just listening to that old clock. It was peaceful to drift off to sleep to. Less peaceful when it would wake me up each hour to chime at me. But it's, uh, it's interesting that the sound has that effect on me. I wonder if it does to others, or if you're all really stressed out right now listening to this. We also recently have a leaky faucet, and so I'll sometimes hear the drip, drip, drip of that faucet at night maybe once a second but it is not peaceful it is it is maddening so i'm curious what the uh, inherent difference between the two are 
So that's your bonus psychological puzzle. But here's the real puzzle. How many times between noon and midnight do the hour and minute hands of a clock form a right angle? You don't have to know exactly what time they do this, just how many times in total between noon and midnight that they form a right angle. If you don't remember what a clock looks like, it's good news. They have 12-hour-long uh, YouTube videos of clocks, so you can get watching. Actually, the one I saw was 11 hours, 59 minutes, and 58 seconds long. But it starts at 12 o'clock, and it ends at 12 o'clock, <laughs> so there's something missing from the middle, I guess. A thousand people liked that video. They thought it was just a great, great clock video. 200 people did not like that video. They've, I mean, they've seen better. You know, it's they're more of your clock video connoisseurs. It just wasn't, that one just wasn't really doing it for them. Maybe there's a whole underground clock video community. Puzzle two. Rebuilding your vocabulary. By now you've realized that I like to level up certain puzzles, so here we go. This is like the one from earlier where you built a word one letter at a time. This is the same idea, but this time instead of one letter at a time, you add two or more of the same letter at a time. You still start with one letter, so we'll, uh, for example, we'll pick I again here. Then we'll add two L's to make ill. This puzzle is so ill. <laughs> Gosh. Then you could add two S's to make sills, like window sills. And then from there, uh, I don't know what you could add. You could almost add two T's to make stilts, but you've got too many L's for that. But that's the puzzle. Start with one letter, add two or more letters at the same time, such that each step produces another word. The letters can be put at the front, the back, anywhere in the middle, and see how big of a word you can come up with. I came up with a 10-letter word, so that's the number to match or beat. Tell me what you come up with. Puzzle three. Not pursuit. Here's the lateral thinking puzzle for this week. It involves police again, weirdly. This decision was made long before police were the big topic. It was uh, once again written by Stephen Wirt. Here it is. The other day I saw four police cars racing through town at roughly twice the speed limit, sirens blaring. No other cars were involved. After several minutes, the cars simply stopped at an empty road by an empty field, turned around, and headed back towards the police station. There was no false alarm, so why did they do this? So that's your puzzle. You can hear it solved next episode. You can follow us on Facebook to see three clues on that puzzle. Uh, before we go, though, I wanted to let you know that the next episode will be in two weeks. I've uh, made the decision to do six weeks on, one week off, kind of based on the, the Sabbath principle, but with weeks instead of days. So we'll take a pause on the Puzzle Podcast, a rest from Riddle Radio, a break from Brain Teaser Broadcasts. I'll be enjoying my family and friends, doing some reading, enjoying the outdoors from indoors through a window. It's really hot here in Texas. In the meantime, you can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles. You can send in your solutions or suggest a puzzle for a future episode or give me the inside scoop on the secretive world of clock videos by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. 
I do enjoy reading them, and I do respond. Special thanks to Jeff Moore for some of the music, including what you're listening to right now. Finally, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes or whatever your app is, if it accepts such things. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for those who have done that. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks is a long time. We'll all be different people in two weeks. Hopefully you remember me. Thank you.